0: This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. That's right, you, through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. That's our Patreon, where yes, our bonus episodes that happen on Sundays didn't happen for many Sundays in August, but guess what? We're back, baby. We'll be bringing, we'll be bringing the heat. We'll be bringing the thunder. No, not literally. Don't worry. No, that's true. Someone else. Someone else did that. Bunch of oil executives in the 50s did that. Anyway, every Sunday, that's right. You get a bonus episode of this very podcast. You get me and Maureen all over again. Most every Sundays, if you give it the 5 or $10 a month level, that $10 a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail because you become a member of the Says Who sticker club. That's every month that you give it that $10 level. You got a banger sticker. Let me tell you, there's a banger sticker being delivered to my house by the united parcel service literally within a couple hours it's a good one i I already have uh all of the envelopes stuffed and ready all i gotta do is throw stickers in them boom they're going in the mail that's how it works around here that's what happens that's the kind of white glove service you get when you join the says who sticker club all of that's available to you at patreon.com slash says who
1: it is actually a patreon i think worth joining
0: you well, do get yeah, a, you do get a so. lot of stuff. I would hope that you would think that.
1: We tell a lot of our ma- most important stories there. It's true. That's where it's we true. That's where we really are like, all right, let's break down what's really going on.
0: That's where we spill the tea, as the kids say.
1: Hey, everybody, guess what? I have a what? lot of book things to tell you. Mm. First of all, if you're interested in a copy of Nine Liars, which is only out in the hardback right now. I am. Barnes & Noble still has it as part of its 50% off book haul. So until the 4th of September, online and in stores, you can get nine lines. Just go in and ask for it. They got to give it to you. And if you're in New York or the New York area, I will be at Barnes & Noble Union Square this Thursday, the 31st at 6 p.m. with Jennifer Lynn Barnes to talk about her new book, The Brothers Hawthorne, I'll also talk about Nine Liars, Mysteries and that time that Jim, uh, that Jen used gymnastics in a backbend to break Duke Castle. I was there, I saw it. And if you are very interested in YA books and know about Y'all Fest, I will be at this year's Y'all Fest in Charleston, South Carolina.
0: Well, that's fun.
1: There's even more stuff, but that's all I'm going to say.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's it. I'm gonna... It's all top secret from here. Yep. Well, uh, you might want to buy books on the internet sometimes. Let me tell you about a little website called kickbezosintheballs.org. That's our own website that sells books. It's our own bookshop.org site web thing. Get books hey if you're buying things on the internet you can also (laughs) go to (laughs) merch.sayswhopodcast.com where you can get says who merchandise or if you would like uh, a patch that says trying or a patch that says marginally employed or hey both go to shop.dansinker.com which has reopened because i'm now back at home and i will pack up some patches and send them to you I'm so just about the really uh, abrupt stop.
1: I clear, Dan, you're home. You must be feeling better. You must be feeling a little bit relaxed yeah. now that you're back mm-hmm. out of the trailer. Sure. Yeah. You fit, how you spent two months in a trailer?
0: Five weeks. It felt you like spent, five years.
1: Okay. And you're back. So you must be feeling better. You feel yeah. good, buddy?
0: Sure. Yeah. Let's go with that. Good. Is
1: it, did you? Mm-hmm. Why are you so frowny? Why are you good. doing beardy front?
0: It's all right. Is it? It's good. Mm-hmm.
1: Welcome. (laughs) Just as too. The podcast that isn't a podcast.
0: (laughs) It's a coping strategy. I am Dan Sinker. Are you dying?
1: Um, I don't think so, but I do have to go to a pulmonologist. Oh good.
0: (laughs) Okay, sure.
1: Yeah, apparently the air in New York hurts my lungs
0: now. Oh no. Well, Let me tell you something, Maureen Johnson. That is who you are. Don't say it. Say your name part. Oh, I'm Maureen Johnson. (laughs) There are parts of the world that Mm. might not hurt your lungs. You might want to entertain that. This is yet another edition of the ongoing saga called The World is Trying to Send Maureen a Message.
1: I don't think that that's accurate. Really? It's nice here. Dan... Hello, New York City has really gotten fancy. We have oh. introduced, you'll be excited to hear this, and they are really proud and they are putting signs up and tweets up everywhere. New mm-hmm. York City now uses trash cans for their trash.
0: Wow.
1: Yes, we've got trash cans now. They're so proud of it. Everyone, um, as the, the New York City sanitation, Department tweeted, we now quote containerize our trash.
0: In England in 1875, the first garbage receptacle was introduced. Mm Wow. Yep. 2023 minus 1875. That's a hundred and forty-eight years ago, but welcome.
1: Yeah, we have trash cans now. That's a Welcome
0: big... to ne- the Modern World. New
1: York City update. We put our trash out at eight o'clock so that rats won't go to it. Right. Question mark. And also now we
0: have trash cans. Man, you all are really becoming nope. a world class city. You're gonna get there. You're gonna get there. I believe I in know. you. I know. I know I feel- believe in you crazy kids.
1: It feels fancy. I bet. It was like they said. Do you said, like put a little top hat on now I know, when you go
0: to put your trash in the trash can? It
1: felt like we were back on like some sort of Irving Berlin putting on the wrist situation where we I were bet. all walking down the street with little spats and.
0: Can I can I make an inquiry that I perhaps don't want to know the answer to? Where mm-hmm. do the trash cans go?
1: I've never. I don't know. I haven't seen one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you have. You have. You have trash can hype. Yeah. But no trash cans.
1: I haven't seen them. Okay. But presumably they, they only go out on trash day.
0: Like well, the they trash. gotta go somewhere. That's not how trash cans usually work.
1: I don't know. It's not my problem. Okay. I don't put out the trash for our building. True. So True. I, there's I presumably a room somewhere full of bits. <laughs> All right. I like Listen, it. Dan. You have to realize that in a large apartment building, a lot of mysterious stuff happens in the basement. And we may pay a ridiculous amount of money yeah, <laughs> to live on top of each other. But the advantage is there's a whole bunch of stuff that's just not our problem. <laughs> like we put our trash down a chute and w- in the hallway, it's just like it's a real old-fashioned. Like you open up a hatch and you throw yeah. that thing down there. And after that, you don't know what happens. Well,
0: no, I mean, that's understandable. You, you are know, in a very, very large building.
1: Yeah. You know, someone collects the recycling like we take it we sort it downstairs we have a little sorting trash air. we even have compost we have a little compost bin so basically once every day we i would go downstairs with a little bag of compost from making okay. dinner and i put it in the bin you know i sort my recycling to the little bins
0: my grocery store we just got back in town mm-hmm. while we were gone the grocery store that we frequent which is a, a very work grocery store changed to some sort of compostable plastic bag for its gross, for like the produce, which is great. Yeah. Other than it is the weirdest textured bag I have ever felt, and I'm not entirely unconvinced that their way of procuring compostable bags was they are made of human skin.
1: Uh, <coughs> <laughs> I gotta go to the pulmonologist to-
0: Apparently they're going to prescribe you to leave town. Look, my lungs just started to hurt. (laughs) Here's your prescription to buy a fucking barn in Massachusetts or wherever that was.
1: I think that one
0: sold, but there are others. I mean, you only waited nine months.
1: Dan, there are other things. I, I may look at Zillow every single day. I believe it. It's like my imaginary shopping trip.
0: While we were traveling around, I was looking at Zillow a lot. I really like New Mexico. Really? Yeah. It's hot. It's not, though. Not if you're up in the, at the top. It's not that hot. Like, if yeah, if you go down to, like, Los Cruces area, yes. But when you're up in the high desert, it like gets so nice at night. Like, where we were, we were a couple different places. And, yes, one of them on the west side of the state. It was hot during the day, but man, the nights were incredible. And then we were in another spot that was, um, up much higher at like 6,000 feet or something like that. And, um, man, it was nice. I like New Mexico. It's a land of enchantment. Did you know that? No, it's possibly the most accurate state slogan that is ever state sloganed. It's just nice. It's just enchanting. The place is enchanting. It's true. It's accurately named. Ooh. But Maureen, we are back. Yes, I believe when we spoke last week, we had just had our car breakdown.
1: Yeah, I was in Philadelphia still.
0: Yeah, I think. And was uh, that was that
1: last week. Oh, I that just, was last week. Dan, I have absolutely, positively lost track of what day it is and what's going on.
0: Yeah, it was. It was last week. I also am in in a very similar boat to that. Um, we had the drive home was very hard. And after we spoke, we entered into the midwestern heat dome, which uh, brought us to the middle of Nebraska, where when we got out of our car, it was, I think, 104 plus humidity, which was hot. And then the next day, we went to Des Moines, Iowa, which, if you looked at any maps of the heat dome, was basically dead in the center. And it was like stepping in front of a jet engine when you stepped outside it was the hottest and wettest like it was just so humid that it was like like at one point i said to janice this is what a pot roast must feel like (laughs) just sitting there wet and cooking you know um was just horrible and then uh, the nightmare scenario happened, which is the air conditioner in the trailer, which had been working nonstop this whole trip. We did not have a day until we got to the Los Angeles area. We did not have a day below 90 degrees. We had many, many, many days above 100 degrees. Our air conditioner about 10 p.m. when it was still 90 plus degrees and very humid in in, in um, Des Moines died Then we were like well this sucks but it's night and it's like the sun isn't out we'll just open the windows and it was maureen the most miserable night i have ever spent i sweated through everything janice <laughs> sweated through everything the little guy sweated through everything He's he slept through the like me and janice swearing and like everything he slept through all that but then he woke up and he was all why am i so wet Mm. that's what he said so we uh we had originally planned to go to one more spot before getting home where there's a sort of a campground that we always stop at that's very close to our storage space that we traditionally load in and load out from and instead in still what was quite hot and humid we had to unload the whole trailer And then pull a very long way to storage. We gave up. We abandoned ship is as Janice wanted. And uh, so meant we got home a day early. Also meant home we were very, very tired. Also means we have to fix an air conditioner and trailer, which is a lot of money. So that's that for now. It's good to be home, though. Let me tell you a few things about home that's amazing. Yeah. Number one, the air conditioner just works. Number two, the Internet, it just exists. Mm-hmm. Number three, um, you flush the toilet and it goes somewhere that you don't have to deal with later. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's great. Mm-hmm.
1: Also, you don't have to pull it around after you.
0: Yeah, it's true. When you leave it, you just leave it. You yeah, get you just in the leave car, you just go in your car.
1: But you come back and it's there.
0: It's there. It's still there. Yeah. And everyone has their own rooms. So that part's amazing, too.
1: And how does it feel? You know, you're back and. You know. Uh,
0: uh, I mean, it's interesting. Yesterday was the little one's first day of school. And uh, that was great. That kid is down for whatever. And I appreciate happy little boy. I appreciate that kid a lot. Uh, he is so happy. He literally skips around. When you walk, he just starts skipping all the time. When you take his photograph, and this has become almost to the point of being annoying, but I'll take it. Because it won't last forever, but now when you take his photograph, he literally will not have his photograph taken if he is not giving a thumbs up. <laughs> there was a there was a picture that Janice I love took him. of him um, when we were in Colorado. They visited her mom, who is in a, 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 a assisted living or independent living facility, and uh, it has real thick pile carpet that the little one is obsessed with. And so uh, Janice at one point sent me a picture because I was working of uh, the little one laying face down on the carpet, but he was holding both of his hands above his head, giving a thumbs up because he knew she was taking his picture.
1: He knows what's what.
0: He does know what's what. He absolutely <laughs> knows what, what what's what. But oh, this was a long way of saying uh, it was his first day of school yesterday. And so he came home from school and had a snack. And then both Janice and I had basically at the same time this realization of like, oh, wait, we aren't waiting for the teen to come home from school now. Because, you know, for the last X years, uh, the little one has come home. By the time he's finished his snack, the big one comes home. And then we realized, oh, he's not coming home because he's off at college. So that was hard. But I will say it feels a lot less hard than it did a week ago two weeks ago Mm -hmm. um part of that is he is really doing well there now you know and and enjoying himself and engaging in everything the school has to offer and that's very um that is wonderful to see as a parent you know um but it's still weird yeah every now and then you're like oh right like we went to the grocery store this weekend Mm -hmm. and it was like oh we, we should be buying less food, mm. that kind of thing, where you realize, oh, there's just a, there is one less. And on the food tip, one less, it's like a teenager eats like yeah, a fucking Yeah, they're hungry. Horse. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just that kind of thing that takes some adaptation. But overall, we're doing all right. That's great. How are you, Maureen, other than needing to go to the pulmonologist because New York City <laughs> is trying to kill you?
1: It's not, I do, the, the burning lungs thing has started the last couple months. It doesn't happen every day, but some oh, days. Oh, the last couple months. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's fine. What are you making that face for? Look, the air quality is not all that it could be. Yeah. Look, it's bad everywhere, Dan.
0: Did, did I ever tell you the story of my friend that lived in Brooklyn? She um, had a lot has a lot of immunocompromised uh, situations. And um, when I knew her and worked with her, she was kind of always sick and uh, had to have a very, very restrictive diet and all of this other stuff. And um, then, in part because the fact that she was always sick, they moved to Astoria, Oregon. One of the more beautiful places on Earth. Also where they filmed the Goonies. <laughs> uh, and you know what happened?
1: Don't tell me. Yeah. Uh, she began to fly and levitate generally. Yeah. A, a
0: glow came from around she her head. Got, she got significantly less sick. It's not that, that you know, some of the things that were just sort of genetically within her did suddenly disappeared. But boy, she did a lot better. I'm just, that's just an interesting story that I'm telling here on the Says Who podcast. That's all.
1: Yeah, but can you throw down, you're just trashed down a weird, old-fashioned chute, and then it goes into a bin on the streets, and you don't know how? Secret bin,
0: secret bin. You just build one. Anything goes around there.
1: All right, Dan. Look. We have officially, it is now truly the end of August,
0: which means we are
1: footsteps away from fall. Yeah, You know, in England, they're very like they start the seasons like we go by equinoxes because I guess we're all like druids or something Mm -hmm. like only when the moon speaks. But in England, they're the first of. So like the how does uh, Oscar told me, you know, like the first of June, that's summer. Okay. First of September, that's fall. Makes sense. First of December, that's winter. And the first of uh, March is spring.
0: That all checks out.
1: We do basically the same, except we slide it to, you know, the equinox, which is about two right. and a half weeks later.
0: Random days, three quarters of the way through a month.
1: But essentially, we are coming into fall. And fall is... This summer was hot and weird. Mm-hmm. But fall is going to be spicy, spicy, spicy. And we're going to get into it. Uh, just how weird things are going to get we're starting to get an image of it
0: i mean i'm gonna i agree Mm -hmm. but honestly maureen this was the realization i had actually when i was putting together the show notes today Mm -hmm. this fall is gonna be chill (laughs) compared to this spring
1: oh well i mean the fall will be us going to school to learn how to live in the spring
0: yeah I mean, the fall and the winter, we are going to look back fondly. Listen, on, everybody, we're going to do... I would say we are just going to look with with true nostalgia on September through February 2023-24. Mm,
1: remember when... I'll, straight, I did actually say this to Oscar today, and this may sound weird, but maybe not. I said, would you mind on the days that... uh The Trump jury is deliberating in New York. Will you work from home? Yeah. I know that that must be like it must. I don't know if it sounds a little.
0: I don't uh, think the weirdos are gonna do much in New York.
1: I just don't, I just have I'm just like, can just work, just work from home.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Just work from home those days. I get
0: it. That seems reasonable.
1: But let's get into it. Should we Dan, it's time. Mm. We're back in school. Let's go. Are we? Yes. Mm. Summer's over. Let's go. Summer's over. It's time to go back to school. Come on, everybody. Get on the school bus. Says who's school bus? Get on the says who's school bus. School bus is coming for you. What is this voice? Coming to you. Says who's school bus? Says who's school bus? Dan is driving the bus. She says, whose school bus? Maureen is sitting in the back of the bus. When Maureen used to ride the school bus as a kid, she used to have to ride behind the driver and massage her shoulders while squeezed between the safety bar and the driver's seat. And then when the bus crashed while going down the hill, she was jackknifed over the driver. And everyone said, kid, why are you standing there? I said, I'm the kid who massages the driver's shoulders. So get on the school bus. Let's get through the school bus. The school bus is coming for you. Open the door. on chunk. Get in the bus. He's gone. He's actually left. He's no longer in frame. I don't know where he's at. Then come back. <laughs> <laughs> he's just pacing around. He's pacing around. <laughs> school bus Come on oh, get boy. on the bus then Let's go it's school bus time boop, boop.
0: I don't understand the voice your school bus. <laughs> I don't I don't understand Yeah I think that you are Correct Maureen The fall is about learning to live in the spring And Let's get into why Because a
1: certain fellow I know Writes mm-hmm. a certain thing called Indictment. which is now the hottest ticket in town. So if you don't subscribe, subscribe to that shit. So you don't have to do any. What is great is that there's going to be a lot to keep up with. Yeah. And he is the only one who's going to know.
0: I mean, it's everyone. True. I mean,
1: other people are going to know, but he's actually the one that's going to have to sit there like a like a
0: like a crazy person.
1: Ah, oh, it's just it's Christ. Okay, what? Oh shit! I finally got. Oh,
0: I finally got an update out last night.
1: He's smoking twelve <laughs> cigarettes at once basically, sometimes.
0: basically. let's hear it. I, I did feel like that last night. Um So I mean, well, before we even get to the indictment stuff, let's talk about the fact that last week was the first Republican debate,
1: which I thought way back in the day was gonna be the hottest ticket in town. Right. something we really wanted to see. And then no, no. All I wanted Trump-less. to see, all I wanted to see was was Mike Pence having to explain, you know, what it was like when Donald Trump was trying to murder him.
0: They were trying to murder that guy. They
1: were trying to kill that guy. They
0: were going to kill that guy.
1: Did they talk about that at all how he's going to be murdered? Um, no,
0: not really. Okay. Not really. Uh so it was Trumpless. I did not watch it. You did not watch it. I did read coverage of it afterwards uh the expectation was this was gonna be Ron DeSantis' show since he is the ostensible number two in this whole race and Well, he is this... the number
1: two that don't is that Hey-o. Oh,
0: hey yo oh oh if you don't know Maureen means he's a poop
1: that's a kind of joke we tell here on your school bus <laughs> get on the bus
0: uh but instead Ron DeSantis zigged when everyone thought he was going to zag and decided that the best possible approach was to be a complete non-entity and uh, diminished and went into the West, as they say in the uh, Lord of the Rings. Just was sort of a non-starter. The knight, in fact, belonged to Vivek Ramaswamy, who was enjoying his moment in the Ben Carson slash Herman Cain spot. <laughs> that happens every Republican primary, where very early on some nutcase <laughs> gets to be in the top spot for a moment. Even though they won't be there uh for very long. Also, when I was thinking about that earlier today, I remembered how Herman Kane <sighs> fucking died. Yeah. Because he got COVID yeah. at, a Trump at a Trump rally. rally. Yeah. They killed that man. They actually did. They killed that guy. (laughs) They killed that guy. They actually killed that guy. That man is dead now. Yep. Because He he attended a Trump rally.
1: 2020 was so nuts that the fact that Herman Cain, a former presidential candidate, went to a Trump rally, caught COVID there and died from it was barely a blip on the radar.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Vivek Ramaswamy now enjoying the Herman Cain spot, so I hope it works out better for him than it did Herman Cain. Good luck, Vivek, with your thing. (laughs) Whatever it is you do, you're not going to do it for long.
1: So shine on Crazy
0: Diamond. (laughs) (laughs) Just take it. Take your moment Uh and turn it into a book deal or whatever it is that all these people did.
1: Uh I was about to say the name of a publisher that just loves that kind of guy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I bet. They're lining up. Do you think that if you're one of those publishers and you're like, look at this guy, like, oh, Ben Carson, we're going to grab him to mm-hmm. get a book deal with him. Are you just deluding yourself that anyone's going to care about that person in the amount of time it takes to put a book out? Dan,
1: I think about this a lot because it's one major publisher. So, Publishing houses are so, publishers are divided into many, many houses. Yeah. So imagine one big umbrella, but there's like, you know, tens of various houses underneath of that. Yeah. They're all different. So, this, there's one house inside of a major publisher that just buys every single one of these, these guys' books. They're like, you h- hateful edgelord, get over here. We got some money in it and i just go. Let's do it. Yeah. And they take a bath on all these guys. Yeah. They consistently take a bath on these. I don't know. They're always like some are the Republican book club will buy these and they'll send 10 billion copies down to a golf course somewhere. And it doesn't like it never happens. They always take a bath on them. And yet they're like, we must publish. Them. <laughs> it's our core. It's our core mission in life to make sure Jared Kushner gets a book deal. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he had a book. They uh, they can't resist it. Ron DeSantis it's just has weird a book. To me. Ron DeSantis has a book.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, at least it, he's sort of a front runnerish person. By the t- like, and and at the time that he probably signed that deal, he was even more of a front runnerish person.
1: I don't think that book did that well. I I well, haven't checked
0: yeah. the numbers, but I think that part of it is. You sign those deals because you know that there will be a bulk purchase, right? Like there's gotta be a level of like, well, we know we're gonna sell ten thousand copies to the Republican National Committee or whatever, right? Like that's gotta be part of the business. It's plan, gotta
1: be a part of the business, but I I they pretty consistently I I think take a bath on those books.
0: Yeah. I don't get it.
1: Could be I mean, wrong. I have to, to I haven't be fair, seen...
0: that whole industry I don't get
1: no I mean it's it's baffling to me, but i I mean it feels like the this the numbers I've seen on a couple of those it makes no sense why yeah. they continue buying them
0: <laughs> yeah there
1: must be a reason
0: when um when you know Milli what, Dan, vanilli
1: those people aren't big readers
0: no when Millie Vanilli were uh found out as being uh, a you, sham you might
1: artist. want to explain who Millie vanilli
0: yes. are. For those of you uh, too young to know or too young to have missed the recent documentary, I believe, that came out about this. Milli Vanilli was a one-hit wonder band in what, I want to say the late 80s, early 90s, something like that. Yeah, somewhere in there. Blame it on the rain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like that song, actually.
1: It's not bad. It's a a jam.
0: Anyway, uh, they were both uh, very attractive men with long braids. And uh, they had a the one hit or two hits, um, you know, sort of in the summertime. a summer time. Were they German? I believe they were German. Um, and which might have been the first giveaway because their songs, they did not have any sort of accent whatsoever. That should have been maybe the first uh, the first giveaway. Anyway, it turned out they actually won the Grammy for Best New Artist. You know, they were hot. And then it. Uh, it turned out that they were lip syncing and that the actual artists were totally not them at all. So anyway, that was a long way of saying the, the two people that were Milli Vanilli uh, on their surface, the, the, the people that were in the videos and on the covers, they released an album later. Fabrizio might've been one of their names. I forget. Anyway, it did not sell at all. And I had many friends in underground music that, you know, they would put out a record and it would sell, I don't know, a thousand copies or something, and they would say to themselves, well, at least I sold more copies than Millie Vanilli. <laughs> and I think about that a lot with these jokers that get these pop-up Republican, you know, hate book deals. It's like, you can probably console yourself a lot by being like, well, I sold more books than Megan McCain. Hey, Dan. Yeah. Brief sidebar. Mm-hmm. I remember...
1: This was probably maybe 10 years ago. I was invited to, it was when I used to occasionally go out when people make uh, writer's drinks or whatever, cocktails. Yeah. And I was at cocktails and it was for or around this, someone, a friend invited me, like come to this drinks thing with me. And I was like, okay. And it was for a guy who'd signed a big book deal. Okay. He was going to be like the new thing. Yeah. There were all these pieces about this guy, like all over the press, like, and it was always like, this guy. And I don't know what it was about him. It was like he had been a banker and he decided to write a novel. And I was talking to him. First of all, he continually told me that I look like uh Selma Blair. Is there a Selma Hayek and a Selma Blair?
0: Yeah, Selma I Blair. Think he told of me the I looked too, you look more like Selma Blair than yes, Selma Hayek. That's
1: right. I kept yes, he kept saying, Oh, you look just like Selma Blair. And I was like, Okay, and then he said, um, yeah, you know, so I get this deal, and it was for a lot of money. It okay. was for a lot of money. It was for like, I believe, $700,000. Well, fuck. And he said, you know, and I just, I've spent the summer being a writer, so, you know, I just drink every day, and I swim in the pool, hmm. and, you know, that's what writers do, and this guy was so insufferable. Yeah. I, and they paid for him to get a bunch of press. Yeah. And he just told me that what writers do was just drink all day and swim in the pool. And that's what he'd done the whole summer. Well, and I finished my drink and I was like, I have to be anywhere but here. And, and then that he went guy's to the pool. And I went to, well, I obviously, well, yeah, I was like, I got to get up in the morning and drink and go to the pool. And uh, that book came out and I don't remember what it was called. I don't think any, like it, it vanished. He vanished, it vanished. Off yeah. the face of the earth, Dan. Never another word about this guy. Yeah. These things happen.
0: And he didn't have to pay the money back. Nope. Not a few. That's you... the wildest part about the whole deal. There's publishing loves
1: nothing as much as it loves a dude. Like, it just <laughs> gets so excited. They're like, a man is here. And they they just are like, they've never seen one before. And they're so excited. And they're like, finally, a man. And... I work in YA, which is an industry, really a field of artistry that is propped up by women. And when a, when a guy walks in the room, everyone's like, record scratch. I've, <laughs> seen it, I've seen it more times than I can count. I have seen events where major, best-selling, incredibly popular woman author, yeah. a friend of mine is on stage, and they bring in some random guy. They literally forgot to bring my friend a chair. Cause everyone was so busy falling over the guy. They forgot to give her a chair. And she was the, she was like the star of the event. And finally she was like, can I have a chair? And they're like, Oh, we forgot you were there. We were too busy all standing around this guy.
0: I imagine them sort of like fanning with like peacock fans.
1: You're not, it's not, it's not that, but you're not that far off. Yeah. I have seen shit then. Look at my face. I have seen, I've things. seen, yeah,
0: I've seen your face and I know that it has seen some shit.
1: Like, Dumb stuff that you're like, that can't possibly happen. And then it really does. And you watch it and you're like, oh, okay, I guess, I guess we all live in a sitcom. <laughs> That's what I think of whenever I think of all these guys. Yep. They're like, a man is here <laughs> quickly. <laughs> Give that man a podium.
0: Well, Maureen, speaking of men,
1: I finally. It's a, it's a it's about goddamn time, Dan. Yeah. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of us leaving men out of the
0: narrative. I know. Let's get down to it. Yeah. Speaking on, of men. Let's get on the bus and see your men, everybody. Choo-choo. This past week saw Donald Trump and 18 other folks, I believe 16 of which were men, <laughs> get booked at the Fulton County Jail because... They are all got the hottest ticket in town to Indictmentville in Georgia. It's all happening. The indictment went down to Georgia, <laughs> looking for eighteen people to indict nineteen. She, even Georgia does it.
1: not fuck around. I was no. watching this with my friend who lived in Georgia for many years. She worked in the Georgia government. She worked in various very. She works very good things, and she works in. Uh, preventing domestic and interpersonal violence so that is her thing and she really knows the ins and outs of the Georgia legislature and what she said watching this is black women are all over the Georgia legislature getting they and they are they get shit done on a she's like it doesn't surprise me that it's Georgia because Georgia women have their shit especially the black women who work in the government of Georgia get shit done
0: yep so they were all booked so this is Donald Trump's fourth indictment, which means his fourth booking, his fourth uh, his fourth arraignment. We'll talk about that in a second. First time he had a mugshot taken, because all the other times the argument was we don't need to take his mugshot because uh, everyone knows who Donald Trump is. Right? The purpose of a mugshot is identification, and you don't need to identify this person. Georgia went, nope, we we process everyone the same, so everyone's getting mugshotted. I am now of the school that I understand the original logic, (laughs) honestly. After uh, seeing the mugshot once and then 1,000 times and then 1 million times, I think maybe it didn't need to happen. That would be my general feeling on the mugshot.
1: It's very forehead first.
0: It's very forehead first.
1: Yeah, it's like what you're doing right now. It's very, you know, you just right here. That
0: there is no way that they did not practice that shot. Right.
1: Oh, he was. I mean. okay. how many days and weeks of just like this? I look good like this.
0: Um, According to uh, Pal and uh, radio host Peter Sagal. Uh, Donald Trump likes that pose. He has posed like that before because he thinks it look, makes him look like Winston Churchill. I'm not making that up. He believes that sort of a a, a forehead forward scowl makes him look Churchillian. Okay. Sure. Anyway, we got 19 sets of mugshots. Rudy looking like they exhumed him. <laughs> uh, everyone else looking weirdly chipper, I would say, more or less. I don't know if they were handing out drinks or something, but um, but people looked like they were having a good time.
1: Yeah, they weren't too, you know. They, it's a, it's just a real strange
0: group. It's, it's a, a very re- strange group. It's,
1: it's. <laughs> It's like the equivalent of like, it's like some sort of parliament funkadelic cover band, but just of all, all of weirdos. <laughs> it
0: is like you get. So, first of all, it's 19 people, which a is lot. a lot of it's a people. lot of people. That is a lot of people. Like how many people are on a like football team? I don't think it's a, 19. Hundred, a hundred. I don't know. Like that are actually on the field Three? Like, playing I, for the Bears. I think it's less than 19. One and a half. And I don't I don't know. And it's like 19 people is a remarkable number of people. It did not hit me how many people it was until I had to list them all in the indictment <laughs> newsletter yesterday because it was just like, oh, it's just going. And I'm writing more names. And it starts fairly normal, right? Trump, Rudy, obviously. John Eastman, obviously. Cindy Powell, obviously. Jenna Ellis obviously right who's jenna ellis again she was one of trump's lawyers so like she was a lawyer at at that at if you think about the um press conference that rudy had where his face was melting Mm -hmm. that was rudy Sidney powell and jenna ellis so she was like right up in the mix uh then you've got like you know mark meadows chief of staff uh, you've got uh, acting assistant turned general, Jeffrey Clark, all these people. It's like, okay, if you're rolling this up, you're going to roll up. And then it just starts getting fucking weird. There's like an, a traveling preacher who's, who's that? in the mix. Who's that guy? But some dude, like okay. literally a dude named Stephen Lee, who's apparently from Illinois, but he was in Georgia trying to, like, I don't know, kill, but maybe also preach to one of the election workers that Rudy sure. kept, you know, Getting the one of Kanye West's former publicists is one of the people arrested. (laughs) The former leader of the black voters for Trump, first of all, amazingly surprised to learn that he was black. Mm. That blew me away. I was like, whoa, okay. Uh, He got arrested. He's still in jail because he did not make bond. So he's sitting there cooking. Uh, it's just a real bunch of weirdos by the time you reach the end of that list. <laughs> it's like you, I, by the end of it, I was like, where is the Elvis impersonator? There's like gonna we're going to get to that point. A circus clown. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a, it's a real, real, real weird list of people. They are all being, in, uh, arraigned on the same day in 15 minute increments starting at 9.30 in the morning when Donald Trump is and going all the way till 3 in the afternoon because that's how many people we're talking about.
1: Listen, a lot of stuff to say. But you should just finished because I, I just want to I, I ask you about some stuff.
0: Well, so one of the things that I have read a few different times, which is all of these people and and that you are in the same indictment and the same set of defendants, you have everyone from the president of the United States to a sort of quasi homeless preacher, right? Um, That gets complicated fast because, well, even if it was 19 Donald Trumps, it would get complicated fast. But you've got a whole lot of people on a whole lot of different charges. There are 41 charges overall. Trump and Rudy have caught the most at 13 apiece, right? Some people just have two and they're essentially just just a racketeering charge, right? Um, Other folks have, you know, a mix in between 13 and 2. So things get complicated because everyone's got different levels of representation. I mean, the hope is to flip people, but I think, like, if you flip the weird Kanye West publicist woman, like, where are you you going with that? Like, so there's there's some funny stuff at the end that it's just like, why were these people rolled into this? Um, But mostly... All those people just makes for a very complicated case to manage. And you've already got uh, some some weird shit like Kenneth Cheesebro, who I don't think that's how you pronounce his last name, but it will always be Cheesebro. It's,
1: yeah, 100%.
0: Yeah. Uh, who almost immediately requested what's called a speedy trial. In Georgia, you can request a speedy trial and you have to be tried within two months of that request. Uh, or you were automatically acquitted. So it seems of Kenneth bro. one of the architects of the whole idea of let's get a bunch of people to be fake electors. So already a real legal mastermind.
1: Who, was he a lawyer? Was he? A... Yeah,
0: he was a lawyer. OK, so it was like it was like John Eastman and him. He was like John Eastman's crony, I believe. OK, Um. anyway, so you're already dealing with a real, real, real brain s- trust real sieve-like legal mind, um. he decided to call their bluff, right? And so he almost immediately was like, I want a speedy trial. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to do this. And then they were like, okay, cool, October 23rd. That's when your trial date is. And then he was like, what? And then every other defendant was like, uh, we want to separate from him because <laughs> we don't want to be tried on October 23rd, please. No, thank you. Um, Except... The other legal mastermind of the group, Sidney Powell, who was like, hey, that sounds great. Can I do that, too? So uh, now she is waiting to find out when her speedy trial date is. And then I'm sure everyone will want to separate from her as well. And then you have Mark Meadows, who's trying to move the whole thing to a federal court. He he uh, was in he testified for f- almost four hours yesterday about his role in all of this. So suddenly you're getting actual testimony like three days in because all these people want different things, right? So he's trying to move it to federal court so that it can be thrown out because he basically, uh, he's he believes that he was, basically his argument is he was doing his job as a federal officer. was
1: just following orders.
0: Right, as, as exactly. As the chief of staff of the president of the United States, he had to do whatever the president told him to do whether he agreed with it or not and so uh if he gets it into federal court he wants to throw it out because basically he was just doing his job and you can't a state can't prosecute a federal person for doing their job Basically, is what it is. What it boils down to, um, if that is so, they are now waiting. The judge uh, heard the whole thing yesterday. Said he would get back to people quickly. There are at least, I think, four other folks that want to try to do that. Certainly, you would think Jeffrey Clark, uh, Trump's people have have at least made motion towards they they might try to do the same thing. So it's just like all these folks, all this different stuff. It's it's complicated fast, and it's already getting complicated.
1: So, we go back to January 6th inside of the White House. Yeah. Trump is in the room that I think is next to the boardroom. We we knew where everybody was that day. Yeah. Mark Meadows was the man with his hair on fire. Yeah. He was the one running down the hall with like, lawyers! Like, we're all going to need lawyers.
0: Yeah. We're all going to be arrested. Of all of these folks, he seems to be the most chicken shit of all of them.
1: Oh. This guy was up. Never He's like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to get on this ride
0: in his in his testimony yesterday. He couldn't recall a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And at one point, he basically turned to the judge and he went, yeah, sometimes I forget to take the trash out.
1: Also, not for nothing, the the, the government, the Republican government of Georgia is attempting to get rid of Fannie Willis.
0: Yeah, of We're course. a
1: piece of shady legislation.
0: Yep,
1: shocker. Which if it if it's not blocked or correct or ch- or sufficiently challenged, will take effect October first. Yeah, and we'll form a committee that will have zero Democrats on it. it will be 100 percent Republican picks. Yeah, I wonder what will happen. But Weird. there is a challenge to that piece of legislation.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it seems it seems that generally speaking, the Georgia courts aren't really too flabby like so hopefully if there's challenges and they go to court they would they would do it what a person would think they would do but um also just
1: if it's tied up in court right i guess the law can't go into effect if it's tied up in court
0: or can it Uh, it would depend on whether the court allows the law to go Mm. into effect but it probably wouldn't um but yeah i mean just this whole thing is is going to be wild we've got everyone being indicted next week or not indicted i'm sorry arraigned next week and then shortly thereafter i guess we'll find out when the trial will happen um but we'll see
1: this is just so but that's not even all of it dan let's uh, let's do the rest
0: well i mean so even before we get to the rest one of the things that i was reading is that you know rico cases are notoriously long trials Because you have to prove all sorts of things. And this isn't just a RICO case. It's it's a very complicated case. Um, I read a fairly convincing argument that said this should have been less charges, right? Um, Because some of them are going to be really, really hard to prove um, beyond a reasonable doubt kind of thing. And other ones are easy. So why not just go with the easy ones? That's basically what Jack Smith has done on the federal stuff. You know, his, his election shenanigans is four counts, right? This one's 41 and 19 people. It's four counts on one person. This is 41 and 19. So um, they've built a very complicated case. And what I read is that it could last months as a trial, mm-hmm. which gets even more complicated because yesterday, in addition to Mark Meadows testifying, we found out when the trial For the election shenanigans, federal election shenanigans trial is is slated to happen. And that is March 4th of next year. One day before Super Tuesday, when 15 Republican primaries happen across 15 different states. Three weeks before the New York trial begins, which is, I believe, on the 25th of March. And 11 weeks before the Mar-a-Lago documents case trial is supposed to begin.
1: Uh, when is the so the Florida case
0: is the Florida case is in May.
1: Oh, okay, I, I didn't realize that had to be around the
0: May twentieth or so. Okay, there's not an official start date. It is, but the um it is supposed to be at the top of the docket for uh, when they open a window, and that window opens, I believe, on the twentieth of May. Mm-hmm. So the expectation is that's when the trial would begin, or at least when the like mm-hmm. jury selection part would begin, or, or however all that works. Um. So, yeah, there's that is a that is a fucking that is where I'm saying the spring is going to be fucking bananas, Maureen.
1: So the Georgia case, some of these could start as soon as October.
0: In theory, um, you've got Cheesebro and probably Powell uh, in late October. I believe they have to be on the trial has to begin by November 3rd or they get acquitted. So you've got uh, you've got an immediate jump into trial for some of these folks. Now, I've read kind of half things that say this will be good for everyone else because Willis will basically have to show her hand early. Right. And so everyone else can kind of base their defense off of what she shows. Uh, And I've read the other half being kind of this is bad for Trump and them because they're going to realize pretty quick how fucked they are, right? Um, I've yeah, even what, read that with the Meadows testimony stuff that suddenly they're going to realize like, oh, you have more than we think. Yeah, what if these people
1: start... And other people associate... We've seen other people associated with Trump go to jail. That's That won't be the first time. Right. But I feel like this will hit a bit different.
0: Right. Yeah, you get Ch- Kenneth Cheesebro or Sidney Powell being sentenced before this thing even begins uh you know things get weird who flips first how much is mark meadows willing to negotiate i think he's probably very willing i think i i i think it will be interesting so he even has already before the booking he tried to get not booked right like he he tried to put in put in a petition to not have to be booked basically like, so he just keeps trying over and over and over again to get out of this in any way possible. And so it does feel like he's going to be the first to be like, okay, that's cool. I, you know what? Let's talk. Um, Cause he seems real, real squirrely about the whole situation. If, if in fact the um, it doesn't get moved to a federal court and the general thinking is it probably won't though. I think nobody's sure really depends on whether or not you believe that the correct role for a chief of staff in, in their actual position as a chief of staff is to try to meddle in the election of Georgia. Right. Um, you know, basically the prosecution's argument is this was just the politics. Like, and in fact they, they argued, well, okay, if this was his actual job, then he's in violation of the hatch act. So, um, So that's kind of funny, too, where they're basically like, oh, well, you know what? You just broke another law. So have fun with that one. Not that the Hatch Act really matters. Everyone in the Trump administration violated the Hatch Act and never got prosecuted for it. (sighs) The spring's going to be fucking nuts. Can you imagine, Maureen, March 1st, birds singing? Like, you know, like March 1st opens... Like uh, Cinderella with little birds flying around, making you a little yeah. nice dress. Three days later, this trial opens. One day after that, it's the fucking Republican Super Tuesday that will essentially decide who is going to be the nominee. And that nominee will almost certainly be Donald Trump. Three weeks after that, it's the New York trial. And suddenly we're in
1: sort of a Mad Max trying to drive that, you know, truck to Gas Town or yeah. whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: When do you think Georgia will end up being...
0: I mean, that's the real question. There was <laughs> certainly a moment in time where it looked like maybe this um, Mar-a-Lago, or not the Mar-a-Lago case, the election interference, federal election interference case was going to go to January, which would make a little bit more sense because it's, there's a more open window. Yeah. Um, maybe that's when they'll try for, you know? Seems like Fannie Willis is not particularly interested in fucking around, um, but ultimately it's the judge's call. And- well- I Trump, think that the I think the volume of people involved in this case may may push it.
1: Trump wanted all these moved to 2026
0: 2026.
1: And <laughs> I that love that one so far is not working out for him.
0: No, no. Dan,
1: he if he doesn't literally explode. I mean, just I explode like the spontaneously mm-hmm. combust. Yeah. If he actually makes it through, physically literally lives through next year. Yeah. He is going to be the reddest hottest potato that has oh, yeah. ever This is the the This is a man with nothing to lose. Oh, nothing. no. Nothing. Yeah. And you know what? We both know sitting here right now he's going to get the nomination. Oh, yeah. If he's still standing.
0: I don't even know if he needs to still be standing. Like, I think that, I think he's getting the nomination. I think if he were to fucking die, he'd get the nomination. (laughs) You know, provided that the, provided that you can't change the ballots in time.
1: Um, So, if, let's just say something happens and he's not the nominee. Who's the nominee then? DeSantis?
0: Maybe? I mean, it's been very interesting to watch his just absolute plummet free fall. You know, um... He's doing so poorly that he is probably extremely thankful that there is a massive hurricane bearing down on Florida because it allowed him to get off the campaign trail and go, you know, be a governor who maybe is still popular in his state. But I don't know, man, that dude, that dude, like, you know, in a Roadrunner cartoon, when like they run off a cliff And they their feet still kind of dingle, 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 dingle for a while. And then they just plummet straight down. He was in the dingle, dingle, dingle moment for a while, but he is now in that full on plummet. Well. So I don't know who wins.
1: This is this is we're back and says who then we're back. We're back, Dan. We're back.
0: We are back.
1: It's just shit now all the time. Oh, yeah. That's it. That's all that happens from now on in.
0: That's true. And the good news is, says who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon. Four trials,
1: Dan. Four trials. Four
0: trials. I know. Trust me. Trust me. Nobody feels that more than me. Well, the old indictment. FYI, idiot. Oh, he means well. That that guy, he meant well. Do it. Did he? He was trying. He didn't know. Anyway, made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who that's our Patreon where for five bucks a month, you get uh, a whole nother episode most Sundays. You get me and Maureen all over again at 10 bucks a month. You get that, and you get a sticker in the mail every month because you become a member of the Says Who Sticker Club. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo was designed by Darth. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter, at Says Who at omfg.town on Mastodon. You can email at hey, that's H-E-Y, at says who podcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash says whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. If you want to join the Fan Run Discord server, you can always visit tinyurl.com says who, discord, whatever you do, spread the word, subscribe, leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is that you can listen. And you can join us next Wednesday, September 6th, September Yeah, 6th for our very next episode back at home in my basement in Chicago. I am Dan Sinker.
1: It's all happening, you guys. It's happening. It's good. go. Let's do it. It's back to school. Feeling good about going back to school. Back to school. Back to school. Back to huh. school. Back to school. <laughs> They're all... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> My brain. I got so tired when you were listing all those things. Yeah. I think there's some sort of self-preservation that says, just go to sleep.
0: Mm-hmm. Just nighty night. Yeah. Ooh. Shut it down.
1: There! I'm Maureen Johnson. This is what am I supposed to say?
0: You say your name.
1: I'm Maureen Johnson.
0: This has been Says Who? Says Who? who?
1: Boop, 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 boop. Okay. Pop, pop. Get in the bush.